Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. We are so grateful that you chose to take time to join us today. And I know so many of you are tuning in every week and we are so appreciative of that. You know, we are gearing up and getting ready for the upcoming Wealth Builders Conference. And can I just tell you, I just know this is going to be the best yet. And so much of that has to do with our speakers. And today I am super excited to have Brant Epperhart on. Of course, he's Billy and Becky's son. You're going to learn so much more about him. But Brant, you want to say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. Thank you, Karen, for having me on today. We are super blessed to have you. And Brandt is one of the speakers. He'll have a main session at the Wealth Builders Conference. And I, I know, like I told him earlier, like he's a fan favorite, right? Everybody loves to hear from Brandt. Very kind. And yeah, there's so much about Brandt that you may not know. And we're going to try to pull some of that information out. But I just want you to really get ready to receive from Brandt today. Um, he has got so much going on in his life. He's got so much fruit in his family, marriage, business, you name it. So there's so much that we can glean from Brandt. And um, just a quick reminder, if you have not yet registered for the Wealth Builders Conference, I encourage you to do so. You can go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. This is one of those events you do not want to miss. All right. So Brandt, right. you and Abby are just such an inspiration to me and Dave. We are just, um, we love you so much and we just, Thank admire you. you so much. And, you know, a lot of people know you as uh, Billy and Becky's son, but there is so much that you yes, that that do. does uh, that does run me down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so just share with our audience, if you would, just a little bit about you and, and sure. really all the things that you and Abby are involved with. Sure. Yeah. So my I guess my proudest thing is uh, Abby and I will be married 19 years here just uh, in a little bit. And I've got four uh, four amazing boys from 17 down to 10, uh, all champions for the Lord. Um, just I love uh, one of the joys of my life is raising those boys. So we have that. And we have the ministry, uh, Legacy Chapel, um, the church that we planted 13 years ago. Um, and the Lord's just doing tremendous things through that. I'm I'm the CFO at Denver Christian School. Uh, my boys get to go with me. I, I tell people I'm the school bus every day. Now I've got a driver in the house. We'll have a second driver pretty soon. So the school bus, uh, there's a couple of them leaving my house every day. And um, it's just the joy of my life. Uh, my life is full. I used to say my life is busy, um, but that just doesn't characterize it well enough. And I think from a scriptural standpoint, I would say that I am full and in uh, and, and, and the management of what we're doing, the stewardship of what we're doing, true, truthfully, the assignment of what we're doing, the call of God on our life that we're doing. And uh, I, I've told the church this for a long time. I've said, you know, it's my yes to Jesus that got me into this. And that's exactly where I'm at right now. It's my yes. Wow, that is so awesome. And I just want to encourage everybody, if you are anywhere near Denver, officially, are you like officially in Lone Tree? 
Uh, just on the edge. So we're we're in Centennial, uh, the city of Centennial proper, which is just on the other side of the road of Highlands Ranch. It's on the other side of the road of Lone Tree. I mean, we're we're in that South Denver. That's the easiest way to say it, South Denver area off of 470. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, Dave and I had the chance to visit your church. And I know that was even before yeah. you moved into your brand new sanctuary. And so if you are anywhere near this church, I would encourage you to check it out. It's Legacy Chapel. And uh, just real quick, Brant, how can they find that? Is it LegacyChapel.com? Dot org. Yeah, LegacyChapel.org. Um, we're on several of the social media outlets as well. You can get directions to the church. Um, but yeah, Lord is doing some tremendous things. We just opened the new uh, worship center just a few months ago. We moved into the building um, more than a year ago. And yeah, I, I would say explosive and um, an exciting, exciting weekend every weekend uh, with our church family. So we welcome anybody and everybody to come. I, I know they'll be blessed by the people, be blessed by the worship and the word. It's really good. Yeah, that amen. It, it's really, really good. So check that out, legacychapel.org. Uh, and one of the things uh, that you guys also do is Abby runs a preschool. Yes, thank you for saying that. Yes, she she's an amazing businesswoman. Um, we we knew way back when we started the church that we wanted families to be the central part of what we do, and so with that, Abby has. Um, 20 years in early childhood. And so we started the preschool. She started the preschool. Uh, it's the second one she's actually started. And and now it's took a capacity. She's got well over 100 students um, in the new building. We built these big, beautiful rooms, playground, um, first class, state-of-the-art classrooms for kids. And um, she's built something pretty dynamic. And um, it's a Christian preschool. We don't We don't shy away from that whatsoever. I mean, the kids are Praying to Jesus, singing to Jesus, learning their ABCs um, in their in their kindergarten, first grade ready when they leave, and she's built a waiting list, so it's it's tough to get in now. And she she's an amazing. She's got an awesome team of ladies too. They're they're awesome. Wow, that is awesome. And you know, yeah. anytime that I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy, I think of you guys. It's <laughs> like, ah, oh, I think I need a little perspective here. You guys yeah, are... we're we yeah, it's we we I don't know. It's our yes that got us into this, Karen. <laughs> the Lord said do it, and we said, Yeah, let's do it. So it's he all is good. sustaining it, right? He is. It's his grace, it's his, it's his energy, his strength, his power. So we're we're just stewarding um, what he's asked us to do. Oh, that's amazing. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. She's she's an amazing, amazing businesswoman. She really is. So that gives everybody a little foundation or perspective on uh, your life brand outside of, of course, yeah. Billy and Becky's son, which is amazing I know that's that's itself. my biggest chore. Karen is is Billy and <laughs> Becky. They're my biggest my biggest assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love them so much. Yes, I am. I am because of them and the Lord. So uh, that's awesome. Well, you know, I asked Brant, just so you guys know today, like what is on your heart? Um, yeah. I wanted him to share what he is hearing. You know, as a pastor, I really think, you know, God is speaking to leaders like Brant and, and it yeah. helps us all hear from him to see what is the focus and when I asked you about that, you said families and marriage purpose and yeah. how to not get distracted. So right. man, I would love you to just to start to share a bit on that as what's on your heart and what do you think here entering 2024 
that we need to hear from you on that's going to help yeah. us to be strong in these areas? Well, I think the, you know, the the family piece for Abby and I is huge. Um, it's central to who we are, of course, our marriage. But from a ministry context, it, it it really is, you know, we want Jesus to be famous in our homes first before we feel some assignment, you know, before we export what's going on in our homes, let's make sure that it's, that it's, that it's going well and the, and the Lord's being represented. So we're, we're seeing right now, um, you know, maybe some of the troubles uh, that are going on in the homes and we're, we've got friends uh, across the country in different places where things aren't going well in their marriage. They aren't going well in the home. And and so for us, you know, recognizing the busyness uh, that's going on in people's lives that is becoming such a distraction, I, I, I've i heard it termed years gone by, you know, getting back to the basics. And I would say that, you know, getting back to some to a level of simplicity, getting back to the basics, getting back to the heart of the matter, getting back to the to the meat, um, you know, your purpose in life and what God has you doing, because there's so many things uh, that he's called you to. There's so many things that we could be spending our time on. But if we're not, you know, spending it on things that have eternal uh, impact, um, that's really where we should be. So my my heart's burning right now because I, ke- I continue to hear stories about, you know, homes being broken apart, marriages being broken apart. Um, people deciding to to shut down, you know, their business and those types of things. And I actually had a word on Sunday for our church, and um, I'm, I know it was for some business guys and gals that were there. That you know, things are rough and rocky right now. But in the same way that a that a jet that's flying about to break the the um, the sound barrier starts to rattle, and it feels like that thing's about to you know pull apart, right, and just break into a thousand pieces. But I heard the Lord say, "Don't take your foot off the gas. Keep your keep keep the gas down." Now that that might be wild because um, when you break through, let me finish that. When you break through, right, then there's the slipstream, and you're and you're you know cruising at that point, and and you're doing things that you never thought you'd ever do, and it smooths out. So I really feel like the Lord's saying that to people right now as they're holding on to what God has them doing. I don't know if it's family or business or or what those things might be, but you know, stay stay true to the to the call to the assignment. You know, keep your keep your face forward, keep it locked into the word, keep it locked into the spirit, and the Lord's going to get the victory as you push through. Meaning, with His strength and power, um, I really feel like the Lord's going to do something special in in twenty four uh, with with major kingdom impact. Wow! And so, what you're describing to me is like there's. People are going to be, you know, if you feel pressure, basically, or yeah. you're just hearing that, like, oh my gosh, this isn't working. I need to quit. Right. Um, like, you're, that's an encouragement. And so, from that brand, I know that, you know, you have pressed through a lot of things. You have done things where it's like it seemed impossible. I right. feel like you're in a great position to share with us. You know, if we're feeling that, if we're feeling the pressure, we're just wondering, oh my gosh, is this worth it? Should I just shut it all down? What are some really practical things that we should look at to help get that perspective that you're describing? Yeah, the 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 thing, uh, I appreciate you asking that. The thing for me, and I, I mentioned this last year um, at, at Wealth Builders, is, you know, the routine that God puts you in, the rhythm that he puts you in, um, it, it becomes that safeguard to the distraction. So when you're building routine, when you're building habits, there's tremendous teaching out there on this, but here, here's my take. 
when you when you build routine and you rebuild habits in your life, whether it's it's financial habits or it's it's you know healthy eating habits or it's just your your morning routine of waking up, those habits actually build the safeguards, the rails on on the right and the left, so you don't go off into the ditch. To where you're building a routine and it really, it really, it becomes stewardship. Like I'm going to steward the first hour of the day, or I'm going to steward my lunch hour, or I'm going to steward the work day. And, and I'm going to do that in such a way that I build habits and build routines. Um, so for me, I'm a checklist guy. Um, I'm always, you know, if I'm coming into the, into the office or whatever, I'm checking my lists. I'm checking previous conversations that I've had. I don't get lost. I do I do my very best to not get lost in my inbox and my email. I know that is something that just sucks people in. So for me, it's routine, it's habits. I'm remembering for me, I'm remembering what I do on Mondays. Who do I talk to on Tuesdays? How, how do I check in with people on Wednesday? So I have these are some practical things. That's what you asked. So we, we yes. I've got routine meetings, I've got routine um ways that I do things that essentially become the guardrails to keep me from distractions. Um, turning my phone off and, you know, put, putting it away and um, get, getting work done, um, you know, having conversations, being with my kids. Um, it's really centered around building routines and those become the safeguards to keep me from distractions. That's so good because a lot of times we feel inspired. We're like, Hey, I want to, I want to, yes, I want to do mm -hmm. this, but we don't know how to actually practically apply it. And right. so I really love what you said, because that is, you know, we don't need more meetings necessarily, but when you do schedule something and you're purposeful with it, yes, it does yes. create a discipline around that. That's right. That not only affects us, but it affects the people around. So it keeps things moving forward. You know, I know family yes. is a priority for you and uh, Abby. And I, I can't imagine how busy you guys are. I just see a little bit about, you know, even just the sports things that you guys are following up with. Yeah, but thanks. Can I ask you, how do you and Abby, um, you're probably the busiest young couple that I know. How do you like discipline that time together so that that marriage relationship stays at the core? Yes. Oh, well, for, for Abby and I, it's the morning and the evening. So we always pray um, together before we leave and we connect on the day. And then at the end of the day, we we usually um, connect in some way, usually with, with prayer or just the practical of what's going on in the boys' lives and trying to have a moment to share before before we, uh, you know, give out for the evening and, and go to bed. But it's those things and then checking in throughout the day, you know, with with one another. Um, and then I think, you know, over 19 years, you build, you build a little bit of a, of some assumed things, right. And, and some, some habits in there. Um, my mindset for her in our marriage is, you know, I'm going to serve her. And, and she likes to tell this story that me and the boys, we make her coffee every morning. Yeah. So it's, it's either me or it's one of the boys. Um, and she's got a favorite coffee that she has. And so we'll, somebody's going to make, usually she likes the cup as opposed to the whole pot. So we, we make um, the Nespresso coffees and we have, we get that for her. And so that's back to maybe some of those routines, maybe some of those special moments that we just build into the day. Cause we are, I mean, I've got a 10 year old um, now in fifth grade, and then I've got a 17 year old that's about to graduate from high school and then a sophomore and a seventh grader. So we're like we're we're on another level of crazy and schedule right now. Yes. Um, but it's it's just those moments. I think it's the tender moments. It's prayer. I, I teach that in marriage. Um, 
If you're not spiritually intimate, you'll never be physically intimate. Understanding understanding how you connect spiritually, um, I should be praying for Abby. I I expect in our marriage that she's praying for me. Like I don't check in on that, but 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 when there's spiritual intimacy, there there would be other types of tender and even physical intimacy when there's spiritual intimacy. When I'm caring for her spiritually, then I know that there's peace in the home. I know there's peace in our relationship. I know there's joy in those things. And so it's putting God first. It's it's it, it's those things that I just described that we that we focus on. Wow, that is so awesome, Brent. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, the second thing that we talked about briefly is purpose. And I'm, you know, really passionate about that too. And right. uh, just explain, like, from your perspective, uh, how important is purpose? And maybe for that person that says, I don't know what my purpose is, what advice would you have? Yeah, my my take on that is, is it gets back you know, I'm, I'm a pastor, so I'm going to take everything spiritual. Yeah. If you, you know, having a proper identity and who you are in Christ, knowing that you're loved, knowing that, um, you know, that Christ gave his life for you. If there was nobody else, he'd still would have given his life for you. And understanding who you are in Christ, that is central to the godly purpose that he's called you to. And what I mean by that is most, most of the time when people think about purpose, they first think about what makes them feel good as opposed to right in their emotions. What makes me feel good? Well, I would like to have all the money in the world and I'd like to have my feet propped up and people serving me. Woo, that's my purpose. Well, okay, that might that might be the, at the end of the road. But as we think about where you are in the moment, knowing who I am in Christ, what I'm called to do, how, how can I bring the kingdom into my everyday life, whether I'm an hourly employee working myself to a salary or wherever you are on the spectrum, understanding who you are in Christ is going to lead you to the proper purpose in the season that you're in. Most people, again, will look at, you know, down the road, I want these things as opposed to finding the purpose in the moment, mm -hmm. finding God's purpose in the season that they're in. So it really does come back to having time with the Lord, having time in the word, understanding you're a child of God. And then from there, your purpose is gonna is gonna become very very clear. Um, it especially as you steward where you are right now, um, and you do it well, right? You don't work to men, but you work into the Lord. So do it with excellence. And I teach people that it's like, well, if you're gonna get out of this and start your own business, then you better be excellent right now as an employee. That's so good. And just in this season that we're yeah. in just doing the best that we can. And uh, I think sometimes too, people get like, they want it now. Yep. And, um, you know, instead of being patient or like going through the process. So if we've got people listening, which I know we do that are saying, look, I, I need to see a change now. What would yeah. be best advice to them? Yeah. They're looking for a change immediately. Um, I think the I, I think checking the motive around the immediate need to have the to have the answer, like what is the actual motive? Is the motive relief or is the motive purpose? And if the motive is relief, I think that we get back to the point of saying, okay, Lord, where where do you have me? Is this really about me getting relief or or am I pursuing you and I and, and am I doing all that I can? So I, I I would take it there and I would probably ask a few more questions around why is it so immediate? And I think if I could get them talking enough, I think they would realize, okay, maybe I don't need it as immediate as I thought. 
right? Maybe I've got some things in me that I need to kind of work on and I need to give to the Lord or I need to kind of release. I know a lot of people hold on to grudges. They hold on to, you know, past hurts and releasing those things and saying, okay, Lord, I trust you. I trust where you have me. I trust the fact that you're, you haven't left me or forsaken me, that you are ordering my steps. Um, I, I think there's a moment of, of exhale, right? Breathing out and saying, okay, Lord, you've got this and you've got me and you care about me, I think would help alleviate a, a, a bit of that, or maybe all of that. I've got to have it now. Wow. That is so good. You know, your dad is full. I call him truth bombs. He he has so yeah. many truth bombs. It's just like, what did he just say? Yeah, I've been I've been growing up in the truth bomb for a long time. He's <laughs> he's been something. He and my mom are amazing. It's amazing. But one of the things that just has really stayed with me is is and you I know you've heard this many times growing up, is is you have to let go. What do yeah. you need to let go of to be able to grab a hold? of a God thing, right? Where right. God wants you to go. And so I really love how you talked about, you know, sometimes um, we've all had issues in life, right? So sometimes we do, We have. are you gonna let go of that trauma or that disappointment to be right. able to grab hold of what God has for you? That's and right. um, that's what I was hearing with you. Like, hey, sometimes we've got to look and say, what am I hanging on to that's actually stopping me from fulfilling the purpose that God has for my life. And uh, yeah. we always know that's a good thing. So that's awesome. And that really leads us into this third point. Um, and that is, uh, you know, distractions, the cares of this world. Right. And that's something that you had just mentioned, like you're really looking at this and you're ministering to your church right. about this. So what right. is God showing you in this area, Brent? Well, often, I mean, it's right from the scripture. I mean, it chokes out the word, right? So the the yeah. the cares of this world, they end up choking out the truth of God's word when you haven't nurtured that and, and you haven't taken time to really tend the garden of your life, um, which is the example that's right there in scripture, um, that, the, that the cares of this world would choke out the word and the truth that he's put in your life. And so knowing that um, again, back to those feelings piece, like, am I, am I just pursuing these things to have relief or to have my feelings and my emotions be stirred or am I really moving with purpose? And so that, that in my life, but you know, that honestly, that's where a lot of dick addiction comes from is people trying to get a little bit of relief and then they find themselves in a whole lot of trouble, whether it's, you know, there's, there's a number of things that we could probably point to, but there, there are, there are those distractions, um, that lead them down roads that they shouldn't be in. And that's where I think the purpose of God's word becomes the, the solid foundation, something that you can always come back to. Um, when, when I talk to guys, even young guys pursuing ladies or their first time married, I, I talk to them about being in the word because there are going to be times in your life when you're just pursuing things that, that that speak to your manhood when you are now called to serve that lady or to serve the purpose of God in your marriage, knowing that you're going to lay some stuff down, right? Letting go of the things of the past. And I talk about even the good things, right? I mean, there's times where you have to say no to even good things because you because you've picked up the new thing that God's asked you to steward. I don't do the things that I used to do when I was not married, and even they were good things, but I had to let those things go because I because I said yes to a young lady, and then I had kids, 
Well, I didn't, as soon as I had kids, I didn't tell Abby, well, I don't have any time for you anymore. Of course not. But I had, I had to say, okay, I'm letting those things go and I'm, and I'm taking on these other things. So I've had to let go of um, Saturday uh, college football because I finished my sermons on Saturdays as I had in Sundays. So there's just some things in life, you know, when you tend to the garden, I guess that's what I'm trying to get back yeah. to. When you tend to the garden of your life where the Lord's put you in, and, um, and when you do that, then the cares of this world, um, the deceitfulness of riches, um, those things cannot creep into the garden of your life because you're tending it, you're, you're nurturing the word of the Lord that's in your life. Wow, that is awesome. Just like those priorities and uh, I love that perspective and sometimes that pruning that you're talking about for this That's season. It. And uh, when we're in line with God, you know, as much as we might enjoy some of those things, it just doesn't compare to the joy of the Lord Amen. when we're in his presence. And I think sometimes it's kind of hard for people to like, wow, if I give this up, you know, what will my life look like? Right. 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 Especially when they found an identity in that, um, we, you know, whether it's hanging out with the fellas or hanging out with the, you know, the girlfriends and, yeah. and now you've got the kids or you've got, you know, um, uh, the job or whatever it is. Yeah. You say no to even good things. And that's that pruning that, that truly does take you to higher levels and the joy that you get. It's kind of like when we had the first kid, second kid, third kid, fourth kid, right. We had, it's like, <laughs> how, how can I, how can my heart expand beyond just loving Abby to love this child, to love this second child, to love this third child, wow. to watch the multiplication of God's goodness in your life through tending that garden. It, it's something that is just indescribable. It's something that that the things of this world will never, ever touch. And so that's something in me. I mean, I've, I've, I've grew up in a great home, obviously, probably one of the best ever and cultivating relationships, cultivating marriage, cultivating being a dad, right? I mean, I, I right. being a husband are some of the things that I cherish the most, um, even before being pastor, which I think a lot of church people are surprised by that. And I say that I will never let my my marriage or my kids suffer. Um, I'm not going to have an adulterous relationship with the church, right? I'm going to take care of my kids, take care of my family. And I believe it's the Lord that builds the church, not some, you know, savvy personality, um, so I, I, anyway, there, that's just a little bit more of me and kind of my perspective on some of that. Wow. Brent, that is awesome. I just love that, you know, we've been able to get a little insight today into Brent Eberhardt and, uh, yeah, thanks, I just Karen. know, I mean, I know Brandon Abbey, uh, not soup, you know, I don't spend a ton of time, but I know you and let me yeah. tell you, there's amazing fruit Thank you. Uh, with this couple and their children. And you will have the privilege of hearing Brent and seeing him, meeting him at the upcoming Wealth Builders Conference. Again, just a reminder, that's February Absolutely. 16th through the 18th. And then uh, also you and Dave are working on, uh, you have an event with pastors, yes. which is so amazing. Um, yeah, and we're really that. excited about that as well. So to learn more about that, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. And so uh, Brant, this has been such a really a blessing to have you on. If you're Good, to leave you. our audience with some uh, nuggets of wisdom, Come if you now. could share some of those to close us out. Uh, nuggets of wisdom. I, I would just encourage um, all of you um, again, as a pastor that you're, that you're looking, um, you know, to the times of your day, 
Lord, speak speak into the the in between times. I know there's things that people have to do, the things you just have to get done. Um, but what are the margins in your day? You know that you can give the Lord. You know extra places of worship, extra time of of just being with Him. Um, it's not even doing things. It's it it it's maybe having a moment of just solitude and prayer and exhale and breathe and 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 allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. To me, that's the secret of the day. Even I know we've got chores to do and we've got tasks to do and we got meetings to get to and we've got kids to pick up and meals to make. But what are the margins in between there? Um, and and taking a moment to glorify God, maybe sending an encouraging text to your spouse or to someone else. I mean, if you if you if you're wanting friends, right? The word says you got to show yourself friendly. So in the same way, if you want encouragement, you've got to sow encouragement mm-hmm. um, and allow and allow the peace of God just to float over your heart in the middle of the things that you're doing. And um, I, I'm excited for the for the community of wealth builders. I know that the Lord's doing something very special. There's a sound that's very unique that's coming out of wealth builders, and people are attaching to it. Um, I, I think there's a genuineness in it. And so for me, I'm excited to be a part of it. And um, hopefully today has blessed uh, a few of you. Oh, I know it has, Brand. Thank you so much. And I want to thank yeah. all of you, our Wealth Builders family, for just tuning in. And Billy and Becky pray for you every day. Yep. And we are so excited to see you in person or via live stream February 16th through the 18th. Again, Brent, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, Wealth Builders family, and make it a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.